Welcome to Simple Faith with host Dale Carlson, bringing solid Christian answers to your questions and concerns. for Simple Faith on Life-Changing Radio. Here's host, Dale Carlson. Welcome to Simple Faith. Uh, So glad to have you join us today. Uh, Rainy day today, and Bob, I'm disappointed uh, today that we didn't get to Serve pancakes. Yeah, I know. Down at the, but uh, the pancake batter with rain would probably it, it'd get a little soggy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's not that some these things haven't been happening down uh, down there. And uh, you know, I started this, uh, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so, and and uh, with with uh, thinking, you know, what have I got to offer? And what we had was uh, was a freezer full of blueberries, and and uh, that turned into a blueberry pancake breakfast. And we had we had wonderful blueberry pancakes. For a couple of weeks, uh, and then uh, and uh, blueberry pancakes and coffee. That was it. And uh, and then a, a few weeks ago, somebody uh, gave us uh, a bunch of bacon, and we had bacon and uh, homemade uh, maple syrup. And then the next next time we had it, uh, we had uh, somebody else brought more bacon, and uh, we had uh, the the Jesus. What what are they the the, uh, the sheltered by Jesus? Yeah, sheltered by Jesus. They brought, brought home fries and, and scramble eggs, and, and, and we had and donuts. Yeah, donuts and bananas, and we had you know we had a buffet the last time we were there, and and then uh, this Saturday, uh, I had a call. Or this Friday, Friday yes, yeah, yesterday afternoon. Friday afternoon, I had a call from a guy that uh, uh, has been on the air here with us, and. And he says, "You need some. You need some uh, Canadian bacon. Would that be good?" And and uh, and I said, "Yeah, that sounds good." And he, I had two empty freezers in my basement uh, that uh, that he absolutely filled up with uh, with Canadian, Canadian bacon, bacon and and home fries and and you name it. We have baked goods and and that, yeah, what a what a blessing that is, and that has turned into. Uh, now we're, we're we're in in conversations that are pretty exciting with with mm. maybe looking into some more permanent solutions for the homeless in um, That's you know, right. and it all started with with uh, with a few blueberry pancakes or a uh, few blueberries in my freezer. Well, it reminds me of the woman with the little oil and and God put her in the oil business um, uh, by by faith. You know, when you step out by faith, God will meet you, but He doesn't do it. Until you step out, uh, yeah, I remember the, uh, the Jesus feeding the five thousand. I was thinking the same thing, Sam. A couple Sam. of loaves and a few fish. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah, uh, it really went wild from there. And yeah. it sounds like he's doing a Galilean seaside thing with you. Well, he does it right. all the time. You know, when we step out and we have we're, we're meeting a need that he says we should meet. You know, exactly. it, it's just it's exciting. It's exciting to see that. So I I don't know where this is all going. Um, but uh, but uh, those of us that are involved here are having a great time, and, and uh, right. we'd love to have you uh, join us. Um, 
I have, you know, as, as we're talking about the ho- homeless. Go ahead, Sam. I, well, I was just thinking, you, you invite them to join you. Where are you asking them to come? To the, the Kennedy Ken- Park. Kennedy Park. Yeah. Yep, nine o'clock to nine uh, o'clock. to eleven. Uh, come on, and we'll even we'll even feed you some blueberry pancakes. We, we got go. we got enough there, and I got enough can- Canadian bacon to. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, to feed people too, that'd be great. Come on in, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but wouldn't it be great? You know, as, as you think about, you know, what are the next steps and what could happen? You know, uh, wouldn't it be great if we could provide a place for the homeless to come in, a low barrier place where they can come in and just get warm at night and, and have a place to spend the night? But, but not only to do that, but to have, but to have uh, Christians there to. Uh, meet them and talk with them, find out what's going on in their life. Everybody, you know, these people got get thrown into one basket a lot, and uh, we think they're all on drugs or they're all this or they're all that. Well, you know, the the, the fastest-growing demographic in homelessness are people in their 50 to 70 uh, a year because they're they're on Social Security, uh, the rents have gone up, and they don't have enough money for mm. uh, for uh, for for. Uh, uh, rent and groceries and medicine, so something has to go. One of those That's or right. two of those things have to go, and and you don't know that until you get to know these folks. And uh, wouldn't it be great to have a place where we could get to know them, and then maybe direct them, yeah, and, and find ways yeah. of helping them with. Yeah, you know, maybe somebody uh, does need to get off of drugs, and and how do we help them get off of drugs? And and maybe somebody does need some low income place to stay. Uh, and and what if we could what, what if we could do those things uh, mm-hmm. for folks? And I just think that's where the church, we're Christians, those that say they know Jesus, that's where we need to be. Yeah, I'm just uh, really excited about the church in uh, Augusta, the uh, old you know congregational church. Uh, yeah, it's taken on being a warming center, and uh, they've turned their yep. Sunday school rooms over. You know, for, wonderful. for people to come in and, and get warm, and what an opportunity to reach the homeless that yeah. they've opened up. Yeah, and uh, and what a blessing. We got Sam Richards. He, he, you've been you've been hearing Sam here. Uh, he's been here before. He's a uh, he's a pastor of East Winthrop Baptist Church and uh, does uh, the jail ministry in Kennebec County. Uh, quite an experience. And uh, also with him today came came with us as a surprise and. And uh, we're very happy to have him here today, uh, Luke Nathan Phillips, um, and he's uh, he's in a ministry that's bringing Americans together in spite of their political uh, divisions. And boy, what a job that is! Oh yeah. boy! Well, it's a lot of fun. There's never a boring day at Braver Angels. Yeah, so yeah. It's a lot of fun. I uh, I'm on my way out to the White Mountains tomorrow, and I'm staying with the Richardses. And uh, this morning, the Lord called through. Sam and said, "Luke, you should be on the radio today." And I was like, "I haven't been there for a while, so yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm eager to learn from you all on all, all these issues and more." Well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. So, uh, why don't you tell us? I, I, I don't know much about Braver Angels, uh, uh, Luke. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure thing. The easiest way to describe it is it's uh, kind of uh, equivalent to a twelve-step program for the politically polarized. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a grassroots civic group that has uh, little chapters all over the United States of America um, that brings conservatives and liberals and everybody in between together in workshops, in debates, in casual socials, in other programs with the fundamental principle there being that uh, we can all learn from each other. We might not agree on many things. We might not 
agree on most things. We probably shouldn't agree on most things. Mm-hmm. But there's a fundamental Americanness to everybody that even the worst of our political divides should not make us hate each other over. And yeah. uh, so we just tried to bring that to everybody in a bunch of different ways. And uh, it's, uh, as you can tell, there's never any shortage of the need for it. Well, I think you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> I don't envy that job at all. My goodness, you know, it, it, uh, it's almost like uh, you want to give up on, on, uh, on this. And, uh, you know, I think the only thing that can bring people together is the love of Jesus. And, and, you know, sometimes I feel like we need to get out of that battle, the political right. battle, and get into the loving people like Jesus. And, uh, and I think that's exactly right. And I think the the, the biggest lesson I've learned, because I've been very polarized at times in my life before, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have lost friends over politics. I have lost friends over things that I thought were fundamental commitments beyond politics that everybody should hold. And the thing I just keep realizing is that um, uh, in some sense, politics is incidental to everybody's lives. It um, really is. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and if you just be if you just treat people the way they deserve to be treated, if you just treat people, and by the way, that's the hardest thing in the world to do. Um, you really have to forgive people for things that uh, that they choose to do, right? But if you can do that to your mom, if you can do that to your your cousins, if you can do that to friends who hurt you, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to do that for your fellow Americans as well. And that's where it all comes. And I think you know it, when I when I think when I see what's going on in politics, I, you know, I think about the, uh, the the deeds of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit in Galatians. And I see us as a Christian community getting dragged into the deeds of the flesh as we're trying to produce the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, and it just doesn't work. I mean, it's, uh, there is a totally different mindset that we bring to the table uh, of, you know, of loving our enemies and caring for those that, uh, that, that we don't agree with uh, uh, that, uh, that gets missed in all this polarization, I think. I think Bob talked about it when we were praying before the program. He was speaking about how we're all made in the image of God. Mm. And it, it, we can't afford to be setting that awareness of each other aside. That's right. You, you need to come to the table absolutely convinced that God is present in the image of God that's in the other person and in yourself, and that he's looking for us to love one another. Uh, that's why he sent his son to show us a way through the forgiveness and uh, the passion of the cross to show us the way that we can be uh, in community with one another, and we want to share that kind of hope and joy. But uh, yeah, let's remember who we really are. Mm-hmm. We're not political uh, in, in our essence. We're actually uh, children of God uh, looking for our way home. We're aliens in a foreign land, and that's that's, that's right. who we are. And uh, and our 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 future is wrapped up in eternity. And and we have a different language. We have a different mindset. We have a different perspective than than uh, than those who are than the way we were before we were born again. I mean, yeah, there are no presidential elections in heaven. No, just just to be a little encouraging to people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't have to worry about that every November. Um, You know, I was just in a I was just at a at a a debate in Washington D.C. two nights ago, Mm -hmm. um, and there was a the it it was a debate about um, whether you need a fundamental agreement on reality before you can do the process of government, right? Which is a fascinating question in itself. But um, I noticed that a lot of the speakers who came from the left had a very different understanding of human nature um, than a lot of the speakers who came from the right. And I guess uh, in maybe a, maybe a really, really oversimplified way of 
um, of, of calling this. A lot of us on the right who spoke seemed to believe that people have sin without having grace. And a lot of our friends who spoke from the left seemed to speak as if uh, people had grace without having sin. And at some level, I don't think that explains the entirety of the divide. I don't think that explains um, the entirety of why people believe what they believe. Um, but I have noticed that uh, particularly among my, uh, my left-leaning Christian friends who will cite scripture for things that um, I, as a, as a Catholic layperson, am finding kind of strange myself, um, they still come at it from a spiritual lens. Mm-hmm. They still do try to come at it in a way that makes sense to them. And I think there's a lot of common ground in those approaches, even if the very definitions of the words we're using um, are sometimes very different, you know. I think, um, I think when you come at, I think, I think the, uh, when we come at it as Christians, we come at it from a perspective of eternity. When we come at it as non-Christians, we, you know, we've got a lifespan that's short and we've got to get everything in there that we can. Uh, and uh, and uh, all the, all the rights and all the, all the, all the stuff that we have to have in order to, uh, find happiness in those 80 years um, and uh, that's or whatever we're going to live um, that's 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 the difference I think in in, uh, in where we're coming from you know when I think about uh, Jesus uh, recently I've been reminded that he was sinless and that's a major difference between us and him but one of the implications is that Jesus never made mistakes Jesus never spoke incorrectly mm-hmm Jesus was without error, and that's what it means to be sinless and how we need to have an influence like that, you know, in our life where what we're turning back to is a hope, Mm. uh, you know, that that we will someday be sinless in in the same way and that we will be like him Mm. and that we'll be able to have peace and love one another as God's children. Well, well, what I say um, is... When the Good Samaritan found the man bleeding and dying on the Jericho Road, you know, the priest, and we know the story about those who just walked by and and did not help. But the Good Samaritan, it's not even named who this Good Samaritan was other than he was a Good Samaritan. And he, um, he didn't ask for political affiliation. He didn't ask whether the person was on drugs. He didn't say, well, maybe if, I, if, if this person exists better, they'll go rob somebody else. Uh, it, it was none of that. It was, look, there is a need. Are we willing to lay aside our indifferences and help this person? And I think that's what it really boils down to as I, I, I was smiling, Bob, because good Samaritan is oxymoron uh, in that day. There was no such thing in the Jewish mind as a good Samaritan. And we have a little of that in America, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no good liberal. Hmm, there's no good conservative. Uh, okay, maybe we don't no, want to go no down No good that road. Baptist? Or no, no good <laughs> Baptist. Oh, my goodness. Certainly not. I'm, I'm just using that as even this divide even there. Well, well, as a, as a Catholic, I just want to confirm that all of us believe that we are all bad Catholics. <laughs> and we don't believe there are good Catholics. <laughs> That's good. And, and, and that is true. You know, Jesus, a house divided cannot stand. And if the devil is doing his work, his work is to divide us as people rather than to be united. And I think with every debate, uh, you would agree that no debate can start without something you can both agree on. 
and then and then begin to build. I mean, I think that can be true sometimes, and I think uh, a lot of the easiest, in fact, a lot of the best debates are between people who agree on maybe twenty percent of things and can spend the rest of it hashing out the eighty percent of things they strongly disagree on. Um, but I really strongly believe it's possible to have debates where there is no common ground at the starting point whatsoever. And increasingly in America, it feels like we have that. Mm. Um, increasingly in America, you look at uh, you look at the excesses of things. But if as there's a way to to have the the unproductive debates with no common ground turn into productive debates over time, and that is you put people in a room together, you have them look each other in the eye, you have them be as angry as they need to be, and you let them be angry. You let them feel safe being in a place where they won't be judged for it. Um, and then you start to see what their actual concerns mm -hmm. are. Then you start to realize that, wait, I have some of those same concerns mm -hmm. too. Um, I wouldn't go about it that way, but I would. And then from there, um, the common ground that you get to is that people have humanity. People suffer. People all at the end of the day want to see and be seen. And if you can get to there, you might not get to political agreement. I see. But you can get to some kind of spiritual common ground, you know. That's wonderful. Well, if you want to call in and uh, be part of this conversation, uh, you can call or text 576-5648. Uh, we're waiting for Dan uh, uh, Campbell to give us a uh, heads up on what's going on with the homeless uh, here in a few minutes, and uh, we'll take his, his call when, it, when he calls in. But uh, Sam, um, you had an interesting story that you were telling us as we were getting ready here for, uh, for um, the... Hello. Uh, for... We're getting ready here yeah. about about a a, a a woman that that you you had uh, kind of yeah so so pushed uh, off to the side a little bit right in in the jail ministry you go through cycles there are times when you have like a clientele that develops over time and and you get Hello. to know several of the ladies and you know them for several weeks yeah. and then fortunately they get to go home or they go to to prison and and they they disappear and then you start all over again so. You're you're wondering uh, what's going to happen. Sometimes mm -hmm. you go into jail, going, "Well, what's going to happen?" And and this week we had a lady come in, who was um, uh, very hard to read, very hard to communicate with, uh, uh, and we we found out that um, I found out that when I struggled with her behavior, with with her um, seeming. Uh, I will say seeming bizarre behavior because I'm not sure it was really bizarre but uh, both the, the, my helper and I were just struggling with how to master this uh, we, we left feeling like wh what was that all about and then the next week uh, this lady brought three other ladies with her and what was astounding is one of them had never handled a Bible hmm. not in her whole 60 years had she ever handled a Bible. Yeah, something. And then there was another lady who had not been back to church for 19 years. And the lady that I misjudged in that first meeting was was just so essential to bringing those other ladies uh, to church that I just saw the move of God in this. And suddenly we had a congregation of four, which mm -hmm. in jail is pretty big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I would urge you to to be in prayer for that kind of uh, breakthrough from God because there was a lot of healing that took place. Uh, very different stories were being shared, but the same Lord was ministering grace 
you know, to each of the ladies. It was a wonderful experience. So, yeah, I, th- I think that same uh, same thing happens with the homeless. I mean, we, we see what's going on with the homeless, and, and uh, they're all kind of thrown into one basket. And and uh, um, some some of the some of the homeless now are are a different demographic altogether. Uh, in in that uh, you know the fastest growing demographic is fifty to seventy year olds that are uh, can't afford to uh, be on um, social security and uh, and 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 have a have, pay their rent and and pay for food and and buy their medication. Something's got to go, and, and so a lot of them are are are, are homeless now. Uh, I have a, a man from Farmington on the uh, um, air, and uh, his name's Alan, right? And uh, what I want to do now is transfer you over to um, speaker here. Just give me a minute. Uh, should have should have done that first, but that was the the call. Um, and uh, see if I can just should have done this earlier. But anyway, what's on your mind? Just a minute. Let me get you on speaker. I I, I apologize for that let me just uh, get him on all right here we go alan hi i'm interested in uh helping out Sorry. the people in lewiston and portland that don't have a place to live uh, okay uh yeah the indian teepee is the perfect structure uh for that uh it's the cheapest way in my mind a, a mill is going to cost a lot of money to renovate a mill and, and things like that but an indian teepee uh, is perfect. Uh, they tried everything and they came up with the teepee. That was that was what they came up with after they tried everything else. Is if you had a teepee in a in a homeless encampment, everyone would be in the teepee. I'm suggesting that you go online and go to www.tp.com and check it out. There's everything you need to set up teepees there. I have one to give away. We might uh, we might take you up on that. Dan might take you up on that. Is uh, we'll we'll let him know. Thank you so much, yeah, I, Al. I've uh, I've uh, talked to Dan. He's hard to get a hold of. Oh, he is very hard to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping that uh, why can't the, the audience uh, contribute and buy the teepees, and why can't you fellows learn how to set them up? Uh, that's a good idea. You know, I, I, we're all yes, for sir. that. And uh, and uh, thank you very much. You Alan. can you can uh, yes, reach. Sir. God bless you. God bless. Th- thank you, uh, Alan. Uh, you can reach Dan at seven one three thirty nine thirty nine. And the last call I stepped out of the room with was someone else that said they're trying to get a hold of Dan. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Dan is. You know, it, and we've we've asked for that on the air before for the last uh, uh, several weeks. We have, and I I, I got to say it again. Dan needs help with logistics. Yes, I mean, he he's does. out there hands on uh, uh, from. Five in the morning until two in the morning. Uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, uh, a couple days ago, he he had to uh, give somebody Narcan to to bring him back to life. And uh, but uh, but he just needs some he needs some help with uh, logistics. Somebody that could uh, get him pointed in the right direction that could answer these phone calls and and uh, get back to him. It's just a scramble yeah. now with the with the weather it's so cold. Yeah. So, so I, I heard Al uh, ask, where would people send donations if they wanted to help with housing of the homeless in the Auburn area? Can we give them a name and address for that? Would you be an appropriate person to contact? Uh, actually, that would be Dan. Dan, Dan is accepting those, uh, those, those donations. 
Okay. Uh, and we might have to do something different because it's, it's I think things are going to ramp up here now with uh, with with the cold weather and the the the, the need to uh, to do something. So if they called this number that they used to reach the station, they'd reach Bob. Would they they'd reach yeah, Bob. Yeah. Uh, you you as a listener could call Bob and register your interest and follow up from there with him or with with Dale uh, in uh, the Simple Faith program. Okay. That sounds great. Thanks, Sam. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on in the uh, the jail there, uh, Sam. Well, I, uh, you know, the the ministry is really very challenging because once the ladies leave jail, um, they've made all kinds of commitments and promises about what they're going to do about getting rid of their addiction or changing their lifestyle or uh, uh, changing their circle of friendship because sometimes the friendships around them are pretty toxic and yeah. pretty, uh, uh, well, they, they tangle you up. They, they, they kind of keep you caught in the place where you were. And sometimes you, you, you have to have a plan for how to escape right. you know, all of that. And, and, and my plea is that you be praying for uh, people coming out of jail. I, I, I work with women, but men and women who come out of jail need a lot of prayer support as they make that transition. Hello. So Did that the, donations? Yes, uh, get someone on the line from the Dix, okay. is it Dixfield? Yeah. Yeah, and, and what do you want to tell us? Address for your donations. Address? Address your church. Well, well just, uh, you can give it, uh, you can send it to Harvest Hills Church. We'll make sure it gets into the hands, and, and that would be at 89 Broadview Avenue, that's one word, in Auburn, Maine. What's the zip code? Uh, 04210, thank you. That, that, thank you so much. You, uh, I, uh, say that again, please. 04210. And we will definitely send you uh, confirmation that it was received. Harvest Church, right? Yeah, Harvest Hills Church, Auburn, Maine. And then as we get these logistics, uh, we'll have a an address and, and, and all of that. We're still working on that, but please send it there, and we will make sure it gets into the right hands. And it will be well I'm used. Not, I'm not in transportation, so that's why I haven't done anything. Oh, okay. Well, well, thank you so much for calling and for your interest. God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, you gentlemen have been talking about homelessness as the social and spiritual issue that it is and always has been from the beginning of time. Um, I'm not from here, and I'm just wondering to what degree does it come up as a political divide and a political issue here in the state of Maine? I think it's very political right now. The uh, the A uh, lot of these um, cities are chasing the homeless all over the place. I mean, they, they set up an encampment, and and uh, and then the, the city comes and moves them. Uh, and uh, a lot of these uh, folks, yeah, they they don't want to be in a um, in a uh, uh, shelter because if they go to a shelter they can't bring all their stuff with them and when they come back uh, out of the shelter all their stuff is gone and uh, it's just it's it's a real problem so in a lot of other cities in America um, the issue of homelessness is tied up with things like uh, like housing policy 
Um, and with just general social services funding, things are always on the chopping block on municipal budgets. Um, and it becomes a really big point of contention between, um, uh, I guess, uh, wealthier and uh, wealthier and less well-off people in uh, in cities like D.C., where I'm from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at some level, I, I'm, I'm just curious, like, is there a common ground of humanity? Is there a common ground of, like, these are our neighbors that, uh, that any cities around here in Maine come to on uh, addressing this as an issue, or...? I think we're working on that. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's uh, there's such a divide. Uh, uh, you know, even even with Christians, you know, we want to we want to walk. We want to be the Levites and the priests walking by. We don't want to be the good Samaritans uh, jumping in and and uh, and helping. And yet, you know, we've lost two people in in Lewiston recently. Uh, you know, just from being cold, freezing, to death. freezing to death, and. Uh, um, uh, I I think I heard on on the news that 45 last year perished in uh, in in the the Greater Portland area, and so it's it's a it's a big problem. It's a it's a problem that I think I think it's one of those problems that the the, the church needs to embrace and say this is this is this is who we are. This is what we're all about. Uh, let's let's do something about it. And I think it's I think it's the kind of problem that the church could really have an impact mm-hmm. on if we if we really embrace that. Right. You know, and it's not just about the homeless. It's uh, it's about how the the world sees us uh, dis- d- delivering this love of Jesus that we're, uh, we're 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 supposed to be delivering, and uh, and if we're not doing it, they can't see it. And and uh, we say this on on air all the time. You know, and people if people people don't care what you know until they know that you care, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and so uh, so knowing that we care and that this is important to us. I think trumps any any problems that these uh, that these um, homeless people might present. Well, I think in Portland uh, they've moved them, but I think to a certain extent they did create a hundred bed uh, facility. Uh, but when you move them without creating something, then then that to me is inhumane. Mm-hmm. And and I think in Lewis and Auburn, if we just drive them out without any solution. It, 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 I I see that as quite inhumane. Yes. Yep. Yep. I almost wonder if there's a way that uh, that that uh, the existence of thick community is the main way that uh, that that this issue kind of uh, is softened. I I somebody told me a while back that um, that uh, there would be a lot more young people. Um, out on the streets, if it weren't a norm for millennials to be living with our parents nowadays, right? Uh, I think you're right. And uh, and so under that circumstance, I mean, the reason millennials are not on the streets then is because they have families that they can go back to, and there's that norm of responsibility there, um, which is something that churches and other communities um, have uh, picked up. And I wonder if, like, um, one of the reasons this is so bad in California, right? Or, I'll be right um, or in other uh, other big major urban areas. I wonder if it's because the sheer population size does uh, is too big for the existing communities there, and the community has not scaled up. If that makes sense, with population. Uh, you know, they say that the that the uh, the the there's not been this much homelessness yeah, since the Great new, Depression, mm-hmm. and. Uh, We've got the expert on, on on the phone here right now. Dan Campbell has just called in. How are you doing, Dan? Good. Sorry about the late call, but <laughs> you know how that works. 
Yep, I I I know you're uh, you're a busy guy. I almost forgot, and all of a sudden I said, "Oh my God!" And I just just put one more person in. Some people gave me some money for a hotel. I said, "Oh yeah, so I can use it to get this person in the hotel because they're just rampant rampant out here, and they're just scrambling to find a place to stay. And there's a lot of people out here uh, who are." Still living in cardboard boxes, so to speak, hallways, uh, alleyways, um, and they they know there are people like you, Dale, myself, and uh, some other people as you know that are working with us, Greg, and um, who they can go to, and and because uh, the outreach is starting to happen uh, at a much bigger level than it ever has before, and um, and they're starting to reach out, so and they're coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> We just got we just got a call from uh, from somebody from Dixfield that uh, wanted to know an address where they could send a donation. Is do you have an address like that, uh, Dan? I, I do absolutely, and, and would accept any donation because every bit of a donation goes into housing, uh, clothing. We've been really, really, really blessed with, but housing is, as you know, is very um, uh, scarce. So two nine four Hotel Road, uh, as in like hotel where all the money goes okay. the hotels and yep. hotels right yep. Yep. <laughs> road that's interesting I never thought about that until that moment <laughs> and Auburn name oh, 04210 and who do they make a check out to uh, they can they can do what it, well just make it on my name because that's it comes out of my my, my credit cards anyways okay that's that's what we'll do for now and that's that's uh, thank you thank you Dan so uh I mean, we missed our blueberry pancake thing this morning, but uh, but uh, we're 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 uh, we're looking forward to doing some more permanent solutions for uh, for the homeless. Uh, that's kind of in the in the wings. We're working on that, and and but for now we need hotel rooms. Is that is that what you're telling us? Um, I won't stop saying it until it finally happens. Yeah. The only thing that we really truly need is shelter, and then everything else will develop from there. We do not have shelter. So yes, we need shelter, shelter, shelter. Good things are happening, as you know, Dale, uh, as we sat down with uh, some people in uh, the city of Auburn, and they really listened to us, they heard us, and I think they're going to respond to us. I think so, too. I think so, too. I I didn't, uh, I, I referred to that a little bit earlier, but I didn't. I wasn't that specific. I don't know how how, how much we need to uh, talk about that, but uh, we had a very, very good meeting with uh, uh, these, yeah. the folks from Auburn. The thing is, they heard us, and we, and we saw their compassion. Yeah. You know, we saw their heart. We saw that, but, you know, they really, truly do want, um, and, and I think it's ready for them to cut the red tape. I think they're ready to cut the red tape because, you know, when they ask us questions, uh, <laughs> and I saw you and, <laughs> and Greg look at me, uh, when I gave the first answer, I guess I was I was lowballing it with my own uh, agenda in mind. Um, but when they asked, well, "What do you think we have for homeless out here?" and uh, you know, and we, we all agree upon one thing: a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is Lewis and Auburn, and 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 Lewis and Auburn, as you know, is the only major city that does not have shelter for the homeless. Oh yes, we have a Hope Haven, but let, let's not even go there. We do not have shelter for the homeless. The Hope Haven is full every night. 
Yeah, I mean, Hope Haven been around for many, many, many years, uh, and their population, though it is homeless, they're not two of the same. You know, again, we're trying to compare apples to oranges when it's not apples right. to oranges. I just feel like this is a place where the church could stand in the gap, and uh, and yeah. there's oh, so much you. we could do. So, oh, thank you so much for saying that. Actually, uh, I was talking to someone today, and they said we were talking about the homeless and what they feel, uh, what the solution. Because everybody agrees there's a problem. There's not one person I don't talk to that does not see the problem. They don't know what the solution is. And, and, and I asked them, I said, what do you think the solution is? And they say, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't really know. I said, it's a community problem, but it's also a Christian problem. Yes. And I said, if we are truly Christians, you don't have to ask me where the solution is. There's the solution. Yeah. But we can't be talking as Christians. We have to be acting, actively acting as Christians. And there's a major difference between mm. the two, Dale. Oh, you're, you're telling me. And I think that boils a lot down to leadership. And thank you, Dan, for your vision and, and for others that, that get on board and begin to I think there's so many people that are frustrated and they don't know where to begin. And I think this is a great beginning. I think, I think as we look more into permanent solutions, we're going to find more places that people can get involved that will need more people involved. Mm. And uh, right now, you know, we know this is a problem and, uh, and we, need to, we need to get down specifically to, to who needs to do what to, to, uh, to solve this. Sam, you you got something on your mind. Well, I do because uh, the the unfortunate news is that the shelters are full in 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 Augusta. I don't know if there are shelters in Lewis and Auburn or not, uh, but they're full <laughs> in Augusta, and they are not safe. Women, no, they're children, not they're not safe in these uh, shelters. William, yep. w- women and children do oh not God, feel God. safe in the shelters. Period. Mm-hmm. So we have shelters, but we don't have safe shelters. So one of yeah. the things that can happen, I think, is that we can work on securing the shelters and making sure that they are safer. And that can be done through volunteers and, and policing and help, but it needs to happen. Right. Because they're, they're terrified of being uh, in, in the shelters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, can, I direct, uh, can I direct my thoughts on that, on, on that statement? Can I, can I stop you from doing that, Dan? No. <laughs> okay, then go ahead. <laughs> is that one of the things that we learned in, in this little uh, conference that we had just recently too is and is that first of all yes it you know I, it is unsafe in a lot of these shelters uh for lots of different reasons and i'm not going to go into that but the solution is if we start to learn the partnership and you get all and, and i know a great volunteer base coming out of the churches would be phenomenal but we, it's not just a volunteer base. We need professionals. Mm-hmm. We need professionals in these sheltered areas, not just coming in periodically, but they're on a pretty regular basis, uh, bringing in people for overnight staff who are professionals, you know, like what I consider like a DSP uh, type of certification, uh, you know, having some credentials behind them, meaning that they understand how to react. You know, for example, we had a problem today in one of our shelters this morning 
And I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say that our shelter and, and over 7,000 visitors have never seen a police officer come in. And there's a reason for that, because there's some really good people who know how to defuse the situations. But the professionals, they know how to defuse the, those situations. We need those people there so we don't have a lot of conflict, because there's two things that happen in any shelter that causes 90% of the conflict. And the two things are this, simple. thievery mm -hmm. and drug abuse. Mm -hmm. And you take those two pieces out of the shelter, you're gonna take 90% of the problems that exist in the shelters. Mm -hmm. and, and you need professionals to know how to make that piece happen inside of a shelter without creating a lot of havoc. And we had that today, we had a little, a little scuttlebuttle and and it was diffused real quick because people had been trained properly and knew exactly how to handle mm -hmm. and they knew the people that were coming in there in the, our, our shelter and they knew what to say and what not to say to escalate the situation worse. Hey dad, this is you uh can't, you can't you, it, it takes a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of experience to know how to do that. Hey, Dan, this is uh, Luke Phillips from Braver Angels. I'm a guest here today. Um, I work with a lot of Americans who are always uh, thinking about um, a lot of issues, but homelessness is a very polarized topic in other parts of America for very real reasons. Everybody's always concerned. There's always a lot of uh, despair that there's any um, anything resembling policy solutions and stuff for this sort of thing. But the work that you're doing and the work that these gentlemen here on the uh, on the air with me right now are doing too um, just gives me a lot of hope and I hope that it can give a lot of other people hope too that there are mm -hmm. things that uh, that that divide Americans a lot that if you just get down and roll up your sleeves and do good work and learn how the process works and help people out of the goodness of your heart um, you can make a real difference and I, I'm I'm just honored to be be hearing all this straight from your mouth right here no oh, thank you Sam oh, do you have something something to you 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 I can see you got something on your mind there. Well, uh, Dan, what were the two things you said? Thievery and what? Drug abuse. Drug abuse. Thievery yeah. and drug abuse. Now, by drug abuse, do you mean drug dealing? No, no, no. The dealings are done way before they come into that shelter. <laughs> okay. I just wanted no, to be clear the drug because... Drug abuse going into bathrooms and uh, shooting up. Yep. yep. Putting the okay. needle in the arm, you know, putting... Putting uh, uh, yep. the stuff in the pipe and uh, sucking it down, mm -hmm. uh, that type of stuff, you know, and uh, and yeah. So you take those two pieces out of the shelter, and uh, and you can quite easily. There's many ways of doing it, but that's what. Um, but yeah, those those two pieces right there, just to you know piggyback off uh, um, the problems in the shelter. Okay. The, the only other thing I'd add to that is sexual abuse. Right, because there are predators who well prey well on the homeless, and they frequent the shelters. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I yeah. don't like bringing it up, particularly because it's so ugly. But there it is. Yeah. So thievery, drug abuse, and sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Se sexual. Yeah. This, this perpetrators. This perps. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Well, thank you, Dan, for uh, calling in. Uh, we'll hear from you again next week. And uh, God bless you, and we're praying for you. Um, praying for your health, too, brother. God bless you. Well, thank you. Just one thing, Dale. Yeah. You need to know, though we didn't have the pancake, it, you were in people's thoughts. People asked, how come he is? <laughs> <laughs> 
they don't care about the weather. They care about the pancakes. That's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. I, it's it's been nice to be there, and you know, after several weeks, you know, they they recognize us and they say thanks and they they're talking to us and and uh, we're getting to know folks and that's that's just that's that's just uh, it's precious to us. Uh, plus you might like to, uh, I just chuckle. I, I got to remember to tell Dan. Well, <laughs> God bless you, Dan. Bye bye. Okay. This is uh, this is incredibly important for me for a lot of reasons. But um, I, I I read a lot of history in my free time, right? Mm-hmm. And the issues that we're talking about here are things that uh, people were thinking a lot, really deeply on in the 1930s, mm-hmm. in the 1970s, in right. the 1990s. It's a little different in some ways, but. You mentioned earlier that homelessness is higher now than it's been since the 1930s. Uh, there's a lot of people looking around at some of these drug issues, some of these crime issues, and seeing a wave now that's bigger than it's been since the 1970s. And there's almost a part of me that sees this big web of ugly social problems that you can't have a one-size-fits-all solution for. You really have to get the energy of people who care into these. And uh, I don't know, after all those dark times, there were moments of glory for Americans mm-hmm. who put themselves to it. And maybe that's one of the signs of hope in these uh, gloomy days on the American national stage that we are always able to come over our problems. And you guys are showing that here in the state of Maine. Well, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's a joy to do this. I mean, it's fun uh, when we go out and meet these folks. Uh, you know, when when Jesus says the burden is light, uh, he's he means it. I mean, it's it's not that we don't work. It's not that uh, we're not tired when we're, we're done. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure Dan can say that he's he's uh, he's exhausted uh, 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 most of the time because he's out there with the homeless all the time. But there's that 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 spirit of of um, you know the the fruits of the spirit that come along with that work that it just makes it worth everything. And uh, you know, if you're not engaged in that. I don't know how you can see the power of God in your life. I don't know how you can uh, can experience the fruits of the Spirit, uh, and we continually get dragged into uh, the, this uh, the, the 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 conflict is 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 a resolution instead of realizing that you know God, Jesus said, "Don't judge people." You, your job is to go out and love them, and uh, and it's my job to change them. So that's that's uh, that's. Uh, that's the attitude that we have to have. We've got uh, Jim Barnes on the line here for. Hi, Bob. Yeah, you're on. You're on live. Okay. Okay. Well, I I'd like to address particularly Luke uh, and his uh, his comments about. Okay. Um, you got to sh- turn your radio, uh, Jim. Turn your radio off. Turn your radio off, Jim. It's in the background. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Hi, Jim. Hi, Luke. Uh, from uh, Bravery yeah. What do you think it would be helpful and it would be fair to say that the the principal division really nagging division that exists with, uh, around homelessness <coughs> that's kind of political in nature but really divides people terribly is there seems to be one school who approach homelessness from the point of view of uh, you know, punish and confine and correct uh, homeless people, and the, the and there's another group, a very opposite group, whose principal approach is feed, house, and love. I and think those two groups don't agree, and they fight like the Dickens politically. How do you handle a problem of homelessness? Well, to get rid of them, 
or you punish them or you feed them and house them and love them but you and and then this seems to me to be a tremendous division Luke is trying to answer you, Jim. Uh, oh, okay. I, I'm still learning my radio voice. Thanks for the help here. Um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of wisdom to that. I think there's a lot of wisdom to the idea that uh, that it that there's a law and order versus uh, social healing approach. And I think you're getting onto something important there. The only thing I would say is that I think the people who approach it from the the law and order side of things. Um, they might not necessarily be as openly generous about things, but they probably come at it with basically honest and good faith reasons. They might be concerned about the perceptions of crime. I have friends in San Francisco who are very worried that it's hard to raise a San, uh, family in San Francisco uh, these days because of the social conditions that they live in, not just because of the price, right? So mm -hmm. I, think, uh, I think the biggest thing is that this is an issue that everybody comes at with um, with basically good faith from their own experiences, but perhaps there are some who don't really have the the opportunity or the the reason yet to look at it from the other side. And that's the important thing on this is that, as everyone's been saying here, um, there are so many, um, so many different tangled social problems that go into it. Do you think here in 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 this area, in the Lewis Nobin area, for example, there'd be any merit to trying to get together in a room uh, w intelligent caring representatives of those two different points of view the law and order versus the love and and, and help uh, are, are you are you asking for uh, for my organization to run a braver angels common ground <laughs> workshop on homelessness here if if so then hot dog yeah I can put you that's in touch the with the suggestion, people suggestion yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy to. Uh, should, should I give that pitch now or? Oh, sure. Liz. Yeah, sure. So, um, the the guy who runs Braver Angels here in Maine is a guy named Chip Morrison. Uh, you can find him on the Braver Angels website, uh, BraverAngels.org. B R A V E R A N G E L S dot org. And then uh, we also have a wonderful partner organization here in Maine. I think they're based in Augusta, uh, called the Building Bridges Alliance. Uh, that's buildingbridgesmaine.org. Um, and Joyce and John and Phil and Kayla there are wonderful, delightful people. They have been trying to find new friends to set up workshops and debates with, and they would be more than happy to help. What, with what is the, the second one again? Is Building Bridges what? Building Bridges, Maine. Is it M-E or M-E-I-N-E? M-A-I-N-E. Uh, -E, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, buildingbridgesmaine.org. And then lastly, uh, our regional coordinator here in New England, Doug Teschner, is one bear of a man who I aspire to be more like. And uh, Doug is the one who can give you all the details you need on setting these up. But uh, yeah, no, conversation on this would be awesome. And I think if you guys want to run some of that here. Maybe that can be a good thing to bring people together. On I would, yeah, I, I think, yeah. yeah. At some point, in, in, in as we move towards actually creating a shelter, uh, why that, that might be a, a, a very needed operation in getting support, getting broad-based support for such an operation, because there's got to be, there's got to be cost. Yep. involved and that means everybody's got to be willing to, to pitch stand in stand up and help out yeah well, well thank you so much jim and we're getting right down to the end and we're gonna have music in a few minutes thank you again so much for calling jim and 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 we love you god bless okay Bob. Yeah. god bless bye -bye. you god bless you bye 
So, Luke, how can we help you out? You're you're uh, you're a guest today, and uh, and what what could we do to help help you? Well, I just appreciate the opportunity to learn a little bit more about a piece of the country that I have never spent much time in, and I'm realizing is more interesting than I could have known. Um, so I appreciate that. And then uh, I guess the other thing is I appreciate you um, giving me the chance to evangelize for a cause that means a lot to my heart. Um, Braver Angels is always doing our very best to bring Americans together all over this broad land. And you all are doing important work that is uh, it matters a lot to this community. If we can help you with uh, with the, the styles of discourse and the styles of bringing people together, um, we would love to help. And our uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Sam, how can we? Uh, what can we do for you? Well, uh, first thing you do for me is to pray for Luke as he goes in the search of the of the ghost of Teddy Roosevelt over in the White Mountains. Uh, <laughs> pray, pray that he would be kept safe on his ghost quest, uh, that he would find it very satisfying. We hope you uh, spend more time up here, Luke. Yeah, amen. That would be great. I've already invited him back. I'm hoping to show him some other things in the state, which he's very interested in. Um, I'm, I'm, again, wanting to advocate for the uh, this fulfilling kind of ministry that comes from working in the jails. Mm -hmm. uh, you see the glory of God often displayed. It is completely worth it. If you'd like to talk about that more, you can contact me. How do, how do we do that? 207-458-5520. I would love to help you get started on visiting in jail and, and reap the fruits of that ministry. 207-458-5520. Is that right? Yeah. That's it. We don't want anybody to leave our program on any given week without some kind of a, a place to plug into uh, to just just uh, love others like Jesus loved you and loved me. I mean, that's, that's what this is all about. Um, if we're not doing that... Uh, we're not disciples. I mean, that's that's the that's the de definition. When when God says, "I want to be loved mm. with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength," and and uh, the second commandment is just like the first, is that you love your neighbors as yourself. That's all there is to it, folks. Uh, it's simple. It's simple faith, and uh, we're so glad to have you here with us today. Um, you can call or text uh, Bob at 576-5648 and uh, with any comments or ideas that you could, that you have that uh, that you uh, or connections that you like to make uh, with previous guests or guests that were your uh, uh, you know current guests uh, let let us know. And I want to say this if the weather when we meet out there at Kennedy Park and you're wondering are we going to meet you can also touch call me or text me that's good that's, that yeah. morning rather than waste a trip if yeah. if uh, we'd and i'd love to answer uh, anyone who would text to call me on a saturday morning yeah we're going to be there every saturday morning we arrive at 8 30 we're setting up till nine o'clock and by nine o'clock we've got the the bacon frying and the pancakes on and and uh and whatever else if we've got home fries and and uh you can uh I might stop by myself. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's a worth a worth a trip from Washington D.C. Uh, for my blueberry pancakes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> We'd love to have you. Any final words before we sign off? The music is coming on here soon. Well, Lord, have mercy on us as we try to serve you faithfully in the circumstances that we find ourselves. Lord, we pray that you would give us wisdom, That's that you right, would give Lord. us guidance in Jesus' name. In Thank you, Jesus' Lord. name, Thank Amen. Yes. And Luke, Thank you. yeah, uh, God bless you all. God bless America, and let's go out and build a house united. Amen. Isn't it's that uh, it's about it's about time we do that, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes.
And uh, and we'll see you next week. We'll be back uh, uh, at our normal time and uh, station. Who do we have next week, Bob? Uh, next week we have. Uh, whoops, you caught me off guard here. Sorry about that. Uh, no, that's fine. I, I'm going to get it here. The twentieth. We have s- uh, next week, the twentieth. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake Community Center is going to be doing a seminar for the homeless. That's and awesome. We're going to have him here next yeah, week. We're trying to get all these groups together and and uh, and and be united. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.